0: Five AI tools to power your SEO, with Ivana Flynn. The In Search SEO podcast is brought to you by SimilarWeb, helping you build better SEO strategies with digital intelligence, insights and data. Hey, it's David. What are some of the key AI tools to help power your SEO? That's what we're discussing today with a lady, whose professional passion is using SEO to break into new and tricky markets. She's an author, a public speaker, and an SEO director. A warm welcome to the InSearch SEO podcast, Ivana Flynn.
1: Hello, everyone. Thank you for having
0: me. Hey, Ivana, thanks so much for joining. Well, you can find Ivana over at comeon-group.com. So, Ivana, today you're sharing five AI tools to power your SEO. So, shall we get straight into number one, which is KeyMate AI Search?
1: Let's get to it. I just want to say that there is so much hype about, about AI tools and AI, how it's going to replace us or eat us alive. And with my little speech here, I want to prove that it's not that. It's just simply here to help you. It's one click away to help you with your work. So yes, this one you would use when you are doing a small keyword research. You give it the first keyword, and it just starts to give you an idea. What's next? What's better? How people search is a little bit like Google Autofill or Keyword Cheater. It's one of those. It's just a little bit more AI-generated, a little bit more empowered. powered But again, if you are doing keyword research, you're using lots of tools. And this is just one word that can help you with it.
0: And this is something, so KeyMate.ai, this is something that um, also works in conjunction with ChatGPT.
1: Yes, exactly. That's why I'm saying it's a little bit more AI ge- uh, AI powered because it is getting information from that and you can use it when you are creating your work with ChatGPT, ChatGPT is something, it was first one to come and change the game. And we all started to use it for many, many things. For example, organizing yourself, connecting with, with uh, Google Sheets. And it's just one more tool that you can help to connect with, populate your your Google Sheets with this and connect it with ChatGPT to start to create your content. So it all works beautifully together.
0: Lovely. Okay. And is that something that you can just use by itself and not bother with other things when you're coming to determining what you should be writing about? Or are there going to be gaps? Do you have to do keyword research other ways to determine what the best opportunity is to focus on?
1: I believe that every time you're doing keyword research, you don't rely on one tool. First of all, you rely on your common sense. Because the tools sometimes give you absolutely crazy ideas. So this is one I would add to my usual keyword research, but common sense is obviously the one I use the most.
0: Common sense is an important tool.
1: Exactly. Um, Google Autofill, I mean, unless it's a little bit, you know, cooked from the like SEOs, it gives you a good idea what people search, what people ask, what they're asking, how they're searching. So it starts to give you the how and why and what. And this is one of the tools that really beautifully brings it together with ChatGPT. Absolutely, a a must-have. As I'm saying, a click away from good keyword research.
0: Maybe we should record another episode on um, the number one SEO tool, Common Sense. But (laughs) perhaps that's another episode, yes. Exactly. Okay, let's go to tool number two, which is ReWord.
1: Yes, ReWord is fantastic. Imagine you finally got to know all your keywords you want to. Starting with, obviously, knowing the market. I just want to pause here and say, like, if I want to go to start anything to do, I want to look into my competitors, right? I check, usually with similar web seeing, how they're growing, why they're growing, what is doing their PPC, and yeah. then start. And this is fantastic to understand if the keywords you actually got are the ones you want to target. Then I would use Reword, which is an AI tool to help you write content. It's, it's a very easy to set up tool. Basically, you go there, it asks you what you want to write about, and you click entertainment, which language you want to write about. And there is several languages. It's not covering all the languages, but all the main ones. So you can do German, you can do English, uh, you can do American English, you can do Spanish, all of the big ones, and then you can connect it with your Google search console if you want to, and you can share the result with your teammates. Now, fantastic thing about this tool is that it learns from the content you already have, right? And it starts to understand what it is about. And it can simulate the tone of voice. So it's beautiful. It actually starts to give you a content in a tone of voice you already have. And if it's written by a human, it really, really simulates how human writes and it gives you good content. Best thing about this would be if your content is poor quality, AI generated before AI tools became good, it's going to give you a very poor quality content. So be careful with that. Make sure that the content you're using to feed to the tool to learn from, it's quality. Uh, You can use it for free as well, which is a beautiful thing. Who in SEO doesn't want something for free?
0: There's always a catch.
1: Exactly. And then you just, you know, start to learn from that content. And then we go to my tool numbers.
0: Yeah, sure. So just for a second on ReWord. Um, so a couple of things. You say that um, you can get ReWord to learn from what you've done before and copy your t- tone of voice. So in terms of how it does that, do you just provide it with examples, URLs of your best articles that you've produced previously and use that to generate the tone of voice?
1: You can do that. And as you connect it with Google Search Console, it can get data from that as well. Or you yeah. can choose which Google Search Console you do, obviously, if you have many.
0: And it's- it says in the ReWord website, ReWord helps your team collaborate ethically with AI. Um, so how much of this content is actually produced by ReWord, and how much is it produced by the user?
1: It is, it claims, and it really tries not to be a make-up so it really tries not to plagiarise. tries to give you, you, you feed it data from online. Obviously, we all get the data from there, so if the data is wrong, it's going to be wrong. But then it's reword it in its own way. And the ethical thing is that you can switch off the plagiarism, so you can really try to get an original content. Even this, I would still recommend you have an editor on it because mistakes happen, spelling happens even to AI tools, especially if it learns from mistakes on your website. And um, editor, you can touch always a map. no matter how great the AI tool is. And for the ethical parts, yes, we all like to believe that the tool is not going to plagiarize, it's going to respect that we want to have original content, that we want to be original and not be makeupized, but I would always make sure that the editor is there to review it, make sure it makes them, and then we need to be stolen somewhere, hard work.
0: Yeah, when you said that, I was just thinking, what if I was doing an exam and I said to my teacher, I try my best not to plagiarise. I'm not sure if that would fill them with the greatest amounts of of, of confidence, but I I guess that's a good um, principle that you suggest to have someone there to to review everything and to edit things and ensure that um, it's as you desire.
1: Exactly. And this editor here is basically the teacher you are trying to tell, I am not plagiarising. So I would Treat my editors as the teachers and make sure that they actually spot things that are stolen if they're stolen. That's why you have editor.
0: How do you spot things that are stolen? Are you talking about um, copy and pasting text to see if that te- text it exists elsewhere online?
1: I would definitely do that every time I get a new content either from my supplier or try a tool. I go a few sentences, few weirdly looking styling of the of the words and do. A search in Google if, if that content doesn't exist somewhere. I always do that, of course. You definitely don't want to steal someone's content, put it on your website. It crawled, it, it already canonicalized somewhere else, and you don't store for content you worked on for hours.
0: And the third tool that you want to share is Grammarly. So Grammarly's been around for a while, but it's more AI-driven now, is it?
1: It is, and it's getting more clever. So it uh, understands more languages, and it's very spot-on with grammar, at least the English one. Slovak one, I wouldn't trust it. <laughs> I wouldn't trust myself with Slovak one. I'm originally Slovak, horrible grammar, but it's getting more clever. And if you tried, or if you speak to other people that use it, which I have done just to make sure that my understanding of the two is really like correct. And it's not just my impression is great. So the grammar is good. The styling of the sentence that it suggests if the sentence is lengthy or not exactly correct or a little bit, maybe old style. It's very good. So it gives you more, if you want salesy, salesy. If you want more SEO, than SEO. But it gives you more punctual sentences. My problem with this tool is that it doesn't have offline workspace. So you need to be online. And uh, there is only paid version for the good one. And that's around $30 a month. So it's, it's not exactly cheap.
0: And your fourth tool is Ad Creative. Now, I would have thought this tool was for paid advertising professionals? Why is this relevant for SEOs?
1: I think um, everything always works together, right? You do your research, you understand your market, you do your keywords, create your content, you make sure the content is good, and then you want to shout it out to the world. There is no point to have a fantastic product. There is no point creating content if you cannot push it. And this tool, and I am not a social media maniac, and I have the comfort of a team of social media that pushes it. But this tool is easy to work with if you are not a social media person, if you don't know how to run a campaign, how to create your ads, or how to get fantastic creatives and images. If you are looking for a really robust agency tool, this will not cut it. But if you are a smaller team and if you just want to push uh, your client's offer or your new brand, this is the tool that helps you set it up without being a social media expert. And as an SEO, we need the social media push because we need the traffic we need the awareness so social media is definitely there to help seos and i like to include this just in case some seos might want to do this don't have a social media person and don't know how to go about this so this will give you the desired push on social media which obviously gives you a ranking signal through your traffic
0: great advice and it reminds me of the advice to actually think of um instead of publishing your content, to launch your content. So if you've got a wonderful piece of content, um, actually plan to promote it and have a launch day and have a, a, a sequence of events to help to promote that piece of content.
1: Exactly, and, and as an, as an, if, if uh, SEO is supposed to be good SEO, you work with your page channel, you make sure you cooperate with your, your uh, PPC counterpart. Of course, you don't want to be hurt by their activity. Then you want to be supported by activities of programmatic and social media. So I think SEO is just one of the channels that if you want good marketing, needs to work with the rest of the funnel.
0: And your fifth tool is get backlinks. That sounds fairly self-descriptive.
1: Very, very. And it's a very simple one as well. SEO runs on backlinks, right? Again, you backlinks are votes. This is a good piece of content. This is a good product. This is a good piece of advice. When we create something, we shout it on social media. we try to get links to it to make sure most people see, it, to make sure Google understands this is a good content that they push it. And this tool is really simple. So, and there is a free mode as well. You basically set it up. You can set it up by one keyword or a topic you want backlinks from. So let's say business, you give it business or you give it entertainment, you give it film and. Then it sends you, actually goes around the web, scrapes it, finds good uh, opportunities and then sends it to you directly to your email, either daily or weekly. And it's as simple as that. Then there is link, click on it and uh, you will find your backlinks. Obviously I am doing this with lots of other tools, right? But this is just to make sure that I'm not missing out on some other great links that my other more robust link tools I'm using are missing. Actually, it happens sometimes, like it is amazing business link. I'm thinking, oh, that was fast. And every day you get pink sometimes, one, two, sometimes a uh, link sometimes, ten, and, and just you don't miss out because there is this tiny link thing that helps you this much.
0: So just to clarify, does Get Backlinks automate the finding of link opportunities or actually build links for you?
1: It automates the finding of them. So you either buy a a topic or a keyword, you can do either topic entertainment or a keyword. In my case, it will be casino betting and they just go and find it. There are links available on that and send it directly to your email.
0: And then you do the outreach.
1: Exactly. It, it doesn't really build a PPN for you or it doesn't sense anything automated. It just gives you an idea of like this link is available and your competitor might be there so you can say, oh, okay, I don't have this one and this tool missed it and wow, thank you for this tool.
0: Well, let's finish off with the Pareto Pickle. So Pareto says that you can get 80% of your results from 20% of your efforts. What's one SEO activity you would recommend that provides incredible results for modest levels of effort?
1: Pying on your competitors. Checking your competitors, I mean, there is always someone more clever or more creative than you. Just keep looking at them. I keep looking at my competitors if they overtake me for desired keywords all the time. And as I said, SimilarWeb helps with it massively because you understand why their traffic grew either organically or by paid. So this is a must have tool if you want to understand each market, each competitor and each channel. And then all these tools that I just mentioned can help you, but there's a lot of other tools that help you understand what they're doing content-wise, what they're doing links-wise, spy on your competitors, learn from them, and then not exactly steal their ideas, but be inspired by their ideas.
0: So you're essentially tracking your most important keywords that you want to rank for and also tracking your competitors for those keywords. And if you're suddenly suddenly seeing an increase in rankings for your competitors, then you dive into their backlinks, their on-page SEO to see what they've done differently.
1: Absolutely. Sometimes it's as little as they change um, meta description or type and they suddenly outscore us because previously we were number one for online casino because our meta title was amazing and now they changed it and it's better and they got one more link to it and they outscore us so my niche is super competitive if i don't keep an eye on competitors i'm dead
0: i've been your host eva bain you can find ivana flynn over at come group.com ivana thanks so much for being on the in Search seo podcast
1: thank you very much for having
0: and thank you for listening Check out all the previous episodes and sign up for a free trial of the similar web platform over at similarweb.com.